was just overthinking with Z, a weekly podcast where Z overthinks out loud about health, lifestyle, career, friendships, people, and everything in between. Your only focus when you're doing that is you need to win. Cooking something from scratch, making a tasty meal, and then enjoying it afterwards. Is just so powerful. As soon as I start writing, I realize that half the things I say are kind of silly and stupid. I completely take overthinking any day of the year. I would never want to not have it in my life. I often find myself living in my thoughts. I can sit somewhere, kind of disappear into my own mind. I disappear into patterns of slight. Spiraling, overthinking, getting slightly anxious potentially, and I kind of go into these patterns of zoning out. I, as I like to call it, I've had that for a long time since I was younger, and I think it takes a lot of effort and self-awareness for me to actually get out of those type of episodes, if you like, of those type of periods of time in my life. I saw the other day a really nice phrase someone once said is, for the person who thinks a lot, thoughts is the only thing that he has. And I think it's a very true statement. I feel like if you do overthink things a lot of the time, you do end up finding yourself wondering about things all the time, living in your thoughts, living in your own reality, making things up slightly in your head, believing them and kind of acting on them. I wanted to share a couple of things that I do that help me feel grounded. I don't know if people noticed the synopsis of episode 8 I posted, I mentioned specifically in the synopsis for episode, it's the practices that I do that make me feel like I am on earth because that's exactly how it makes me feel when I overthink. I feel like I'm floating above earth, I'm floating above things, I'm floating above so-called reality. Every morning, I think the biggest thing for me is a routine. Having a routine every day is what's kept me completely sane all these years. If I didn't have my routine, if I didn't have things that I did every day in the morning, and I've noticed this whenever I would miss doing something in the morning that I usually do, it would kind of keep me off balance. My day wouldn't go as well, my mind would be all over the place, and I wouldn't be able to focus on things that I have to be focusing on. As part of my routine, there are a couple of things that I do. Number one is stretch. If you want to call it yoga, call it yoga. If you want to call it light exercise, call it light exercise. I don't really care how you refer to it, I just call it stretching slash yoga. It's something that I do every morning. The first thing I do is obviously go freshen up and then I come back and I stretch. And I do these stretches for my joints, I do it for hip mobility, I do it for things that I believe is beneficial for my health and for my body. Stretching is a thing that genuinely helps me feel grounded because I feel like as silly as it may sound, whenever I put effort into feeling my body and feeling like 
I'm doing something physical, I'm doing a physical activity, I'm stretching, you know, I'm doing all these movements, it creates body awareness, it creates like physical awareness that genuinely makes me feel great and makes me feel more connected to what I am doing and helps me be present. As part of my routine that I do every morning, obviously I do skincare. Skincare is a big part of my morning routine and night routine, actually. I love skincare. It's one of my favorite things to do for myself. Skincare is, again, something that I kind of, as silly as it may sound to you again, it's like I kind of put the creams on my face, I wash my face, whatever it is, right? It's like this connection to your body at least to me, it just feels very, very sacred. It feels very powerful and it gives me a really good sense of presence in the moment. The fact that I can take out like five to ten minutes in my morning, in my day, to just spend on myself doing something that is good for my skin, that is good for my health, for my body, makes me feel great. So skincare, as part of my Daily routine is another thing that just helps me feel connected to the earth. I think I started this habit of going for walks every day, especially when the COVID thing happened. I think before COVID, the things I used to do, like it would involve a lot of walking around, being basically physically active. It's basically things that we never really thought about in particular, but it's just the things that we kind of took for granted apparently. I used to walk everywhere. I used to have a bike. I would bike to work. I would bike to my classes at uni, whatever. I used to bike to everywhere. So I always had that type of added activity, physical activity on top of everything I did as part of my normal life, as part of my normal lifestyle. When COVID hit, it was it coincided with the time I was working full time. And I realized that if you are going to be spending time working from home, you really need to put in some strict rules around how much physical activity you get in a day. Don't get me wrong, I don't mean going to a gym or doing something that like makes you sweat or like makes like does whatever that you want it to do for you, build muscle, lose weight, whatever, gain weight. Whatever you're trying to do, I realize that you need to do some sort of additional physical activity in a day. It could be going for a walk after I was done with my morning routine, which is stretching, whatever, skincare. I would have like a bite, like have breakfast. For me, it didn't have to be that long. And I'm, I'm saying it didn't have to be because recently I've been in the office much more. So my kind of routine with going for a walk has been a bit wobbly, but I always try my best to go for a walk at least once in a day, like on top of going to gym, going to groceries, etc. But that plays a huge role when you take out that time to go for a walk. It doesn't have to be that long. It could be like 15 minutes, 10 minutes even. As long as you go out, you see something, it's like a change of environment, you breathe in the fresh air, and it helps. I think it gives you dopamine, it helps your hormones to feel balanced, it helps your body to feel active, it helps your body function well. There's so many known benefits to obviously just going out and like taking a walk. Just to add to that, I think going for a walk in nature, like on weekends, is also a great way to feel grounded. There are so many studies that have shown um, that seeing like body of water increases your dopamine levels, increases your happiness, or interacting with nature, seeing greenery around, it also increases your happiness and it increases your life expectancy. And I think that's amazing. 
I think a lot of what we do does have to do with these devices. We're always on our phones. We we go to work. Most of us are, you know, we work with a laptop with some sort of device, and a lot of that actually builds up this. At least for me, it builds up this weird thing in my body where I feel like I need to step away from it. It's too much for me. So going for a walk on a weekend and seeing nature, seeing. You know, trees around, flowers, whatever it is, it's just so satisfying to me. It brings me joy. It makes me feel very grounded, going and touching the trees and just like kind of feeling what's around me. It's so nice. I'll go and like smell the flowers. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Smell lovely. It's just such a great practice, and it truly helps me feel very connected to things around me. And I love that feeling because it keeps me away from. Overthinking. Another practice that helps me is cooking. I cook on a daily basis, but I feel like when you do have a busy life, when you do have a full time job, it's difficult to keep up with it, or it's difficult to make dishes that require a lot of time and effort in the workday at least. So on weekends. Is just so amazing about weekends is that you have obviously the whole day for yourself. You can choose how you how you want to spend it. My favorite thing to do is. Cooking amazing dishes from scratch, doing everything by myself. So like chopping things up, making things from scratch, like not cutting any corners, doing everything from scratch. Cooking is an essential part of our evolution as human beings. Cooking something from scratch, making a tasty meal, and then enjoying it afterwards is just so powerful. Another thing I like doing. That makes me feel very present is researching into things that I think would help my health. So being proactive about my health is a really big deal. I've had a lot of issues lately with my joint, and I feel like no matter where you go, I think doctors are taught to prescribe certain things for certain issues. A lot of doctors out there, they don't obviously, they're not really taught to approach medicine in a holistic way. They're taught to. Approach medicine in a very specific way. They like love to prescribe paracetamol and ibuprofen for every single worry out there. Basically, which is painkillers that, in the long run, are a horrible thing to use. To me, taking a very proactive approach to health, re- researching about things, not researching about what I have, but researching things that I can do. To improve my health, really, really helps. I can give you an example. I researched things that are related to gut health, to joint inflammation, etc. And a lot of people say this, and a lot of like research that I've done does confirm that turmeric is a great thing for inflammation, and it is also a great thing for your gut health. So every morning, I have my breakfast. I have an egg. It's a soft boiled egg. I have it with salt, pepper, but I also add turmeric to it. Just by incorporating this tiny little thing, I feel like it just makes me feel like I am taking a proactive stand on my life, on my health, on my body, and it makes me feel great. It makes me feel like I'm very connected to my body, to myself, and I'm kind of in the present, and I'm choosing. To act on things that I should be acting on every day. I think this kind of naturally grows into another thing I do for my health. Is obviously going gym. There is going to be an, a separate episode about 
health and fitness and eating habits very soon. But just to very quickly touch on why gym is great for making me feel grounded is again the same thing. I feel like when I am focusing on running, for instance, on a treadmill, your only focus when you're doing that is you need to win. Basically, you need to overcome everything that you're feeling. You need to overcome the tiredness. You need to overcome that fatigue that comes after like certain amount of time. You have to overcome it. And when my mind, when I put my mind into a situation like that, it has a great result on me. Because when my mind is focused on something very physical, when I'm doing something like running, I am focused on one thing, All of my thoughts revolve around that one thing about overcoming my fatigue or like that leg leg cramp that you get when you're like running for too long. And that's what makes me feel incredible inside. It gives me so much happiness because I'm focusing on how am I going to finish this lap? And that's all I think about. And that genuinely helps me. Another thing that really helps me feel connected and present is talking to my family. Again, this could not be helpful for some of you who live with your families. My family is back home in Azerbaijan and I feel like because of how busy both of our kind of lives are, when I say both I mean my life and my family's life, I feel like it's sometimes hard to align with them and like what's going on, what's the latest news, like how's everyone feeling, what's been happening, how is my family dog, you know, um, we have this cutest dog Mia, I adore her, she's this like little bubble of happiness and I love hearing stories about her. So every time I sometimes feel like, oh, like, I feel like my head is in the clouds. I try and make time to speak to my family. I have a great time because I feel like your family carries a piece of you. Because obviously I was raised by my family, grew up and lived in Azerbaijan for 17 years. It Obviously there is a very special connection there naturally. And whenever I do feel like my head is in the clouds, I have too many thoughts. To me, it's like talking to family is like going back to the very start almost, going back to level zero, if you like. It really grounds me. I love talking to my parents. I love connecting with them. I love catching up with them. I love hearing about their days, their weeks, their months, their year. It's just a really lovely thing to do. And trust me, your family always appreciates when you make an effort and reach out to them. So when you do get a chance, always do that if you don't already do that. Speaking to my close friends, is it, it, it really helps. Sometimes I feel like social media and like internet has made the culture of like calling someone kind of a bit mute. It made it a little bit irrelevant and I feel like because of social media a lot of people are socially awkward so they don't have a lot of social skills to jump on a call and speak or like sometimes you call someone they're like why the hell are you calling me just drop me a text it's because of social media it's because of how much of an influence internet had or has people's social skills are not really there people are not really comfortable in impromptu conversations they're not really comfortable with pulling up someone and saying something but i feel like sometimes i i think i'm just lucky that I do have a couple of friends that are so close to my heart and I can just call them and they will pick up the phone. And when they do, it's just this pure positive vibes, pure great energy, and you just kind of are on the phone, old school if you like, just talk to them about anything. And it straight away makes me feel great. It makes me feel awesome about everything. 
I also love writing things down. I feel like some people are much more organized with it. They love journaling, they write or keep a diary. I love the idea, but I think the commitment to it is too much for me. Because I'm always about, if I can make a commitment to this habit, if I can make a commitment to doing this exercise or this practice for a long time, and I can see myself doing this consistently throughout my life even, I will commit to it. Journaling, I feel like I might do it for a couple of months, but I wouldn't be interested in pursuing it. And I realize that that's completely okay. Because you need to be doing things that benefit you. If you're trying to take care of your mental health, whatever it is, or you're trying to feel grounded, so to say. For me, journaling is just not an option. I love the idea. I love the amount of effort that it includes, but it's definitely not for me. However, writing is for me. What I mean by that is sometimes when I do find myself in some sort of a pickle, when I find myself in some sort of questionable situation whenever i find myself in a situation where there's too many things to it there's too many sides to a thing i have to think about it from different perspectives there's too many people or things involved in here i always go and write down my thoughts because if there is something that big that is taking up a lot of my brain my brain literally overpowers like i can sometimes I, I put my hand on my head sometimes I'm like wow it's so warm it's like literally a processor getting overheated because of the amount of processing and analyzing it does so I think writing is an amazing tool for me when I'm overthinking a lot and there is something going on in my life I will definitely turn to writing writing really helps with sort of putting all of your thoughts making them almost real and in front of you as soon as I start writing I realize that half of things I say are kind of silly and stupid they don't make any sense I'm just kind of worrying for no reason that realization only can come when you actually physically see that in front of you at least for me it works that way because of amount of things and thoughts that go through my mind it genuinely helps there is something I started practicing I want to say like for a little more than like six, seven months, maybe up to a year, I invested in some painting gear and I started painting and it's just very simple watercolors. I didn't buy anything fancy, it's just normal A4s for watercolors and I just kind of paint. I got the brushes and everything and sometimes when I feel like I want to kind of be in the present and feel a bit grounded I start painting because I feel like naturally I'm slightly impatient as a person. So when I paint it teaches me a lot of patience. It teaches me to be taking my time not worrying that something is imperfect because I can assure you I am not a very good painter I'm, I'm not an artist in any sense I don't really draw I can't really draw with precision I've seen so many talented people out there I definitely don't have that type of talent but I think it's just creative expression it's very important to me it's why I started this podcast in the first place I love creativity um, and I need some sort of outlet where I can release that energy. Painting is exactly that. I paint, I kind of choose colors that make me feel like, oh, this is the type of color I'm feeling today, as strange as, as it may sound to you. So sometimes I could feel a certain color, like a lot of the time it's blue or yellow um, or purple. So I just turn to painting and drawing something or just taking my time and just drawing something meaningless because it teaches me a lot of things at the same time. It teaches me like not 
to be such a perfectionist because I like getting things done in a certain way in a so-called correct way in a good way and painting just is something where I have my guard down because I don't know how to paint properly I don't know how to draw and I learned that it's completely normal not to know how to do something perfectly because I'm just doing it for myself I'm not painting to get paid I'm not painting it as a job I'm not painting it for anyone to like it I'm just doing it for myself because it gives me something it gives me some sort of satisfaction and that's the list of things that I do that help me feel grounded and I hope it can help you in some way we did have a question submitted on my Instagram page on episode 8. It is from 12 Oshan and he says, Would you rather be an overthinker than not? Do the positives outweigh the toll it takes? I think it's a good question. I would definitely not want to ever not be who I am. I think overthinking is something that you can tackle. I think it's rooted in trauma and I feel like as long as you can heal from the trauma and have a certain level of self-awareness, you can heal from the trauma you experienced as a child or later on in your life. As long as you can try and actively heal from things like that, I think overthinking will heal itself. I think a lot of my personality does revolve around the experiences that I've had as a kid and as a teenager, as a young person. But I wouldn't want to not have it because overthinking is not particularly bad. I think it's just another thing for me to work on. I don't see it as a bad thing. I just see it as it is. All I try to do is find ways that help me feel good about it and help me feel free from it because a lot of people have this misconception that if they start labeling their so-called mental health issues, it will help them. If it does help you, it's good, but it's a really slippery slope. It's, there's a really fine line, I think, there between knowing what the issue is versus making everything in your life about that issue. I think overthinking to me is not a disease. It's not a problem. It's just something that is part of me. I don't look at it as a problematic thing. I just see it as something that I have to tackle. It's something that I have to work on or like work around or I have to work on things that help me get out of the, those type of patterns where I overthink a lot. I feel like to an extent, it is important to accept that overthinking or whatever it is that you have, you cannot get rid of it fully. But I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's the issue. I think as long as you accept that overthinking is going to be there and it's just part of how your mind works, I think that's the first step towards healing from it. I think once you accept it, it becomes easier to work around it or like work with it actually. Once you accept it, uh, you can work with it. And overthinking is definitely, I don't view it as a negative thing. To me, it's just a natural thing to happen. The second part of the question is, do the positives outweigh the toll it takes? I think the toll it takes is a tough bit of overthinking. But again, that's never my focus. Throughout my experience with it, I think I learned to accept it. I learned that that's just how my mind can work sometimes. And 
the only thing I can control is how I react to it. Basically, how I react to me overthinking all the time or how I react to things in general in my life or to the events that happen or to things that people say or whatever it is or how I make myself feel because my reactions determine how I end up feeling about something and reactions and the reactions that I showcase or like the reactions that I give or feel is ultimately what creates overthinking as well because you could react to something or you can overreact to something and that will make you overthink so I focus on truly the positives because I don't think it outweighs any of the toll it takes because it's part of life. It gives me the opportunity to grow as a person. It gives me the opportunity to learn from things in my life. And it gives me the opportunity to become stronger mentally. So as long as it gives me and helps me build resilience towards things, and learn how to navigate my emotions and learn how to react to things properly without letting myself go off balance too much. I completely take overthinking any day of the year. I would never want to not have it in my life. It teaches me too much and truly I feel like it is part of me. I definitely don't let it define me because I don't think anyone can be defined by one thing, but I definitely use it to my advantage a lot of the times. Thank you for that question. And that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for joining Z. If you enjoyed it, share the episode with someone who you'd think would like it too. And follow me for more on Instagram at zpod.cast. Until next time, don't overthink too much and take it easy.